Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Song, with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness, my friends. How are you? How are you? How you been? It's been crazy. I've been traveling nuts. Do you ever notice how many podcasts I start off talking to you guys, talking about how I've been traveling nonstop? And here's the, here's the worst part, okay? So, yeah, I've been traveling nonstop. Today's guest, and I'm not going to give it away yet. I'm not going to give it away. I'm going to give you a hint. It's a he, not a she. If you hear him laughing in the background until we bring him on, it's just the normal. It's like you guys laugh at me. He's going to laugh at me, too. But my point being, this guy, this guy has been way busier than I have. And I think I've been crazy. If you haven't figured out the formula by now, we are the title sponsors of Outbound and like a good marketer, like the good little marketer that I am, I completely use that as an excuse to go and get every single one of the 18 speakers who are going to be there, who are world-class speakers. I mean, truly, yes, we're the sponsor of the, of the event, but you know, guys and gals, there's a reason we're a sponsor of this event. This is the event to sponsor because of the quality of the speakers. No pitching over and over again. The good marketer in me says, every single one of you are going to be on my damn podcast because you're awesome. And then we can promote the show and we can promote you and all. And then, and but, but most of all, and this is truth, I can get your wisdom out there to my audience because my audience I love. And getting him on the show was an exercise and a half. Let's go with that. Not because he doesn't like me. That's a good possibility. He doesn't. He's actually been on our webinars and stuff. I'll give you a hint. He was in a debate with Benjamin Dennehy. That's all I'm going to say for now. You see if you can figure it out. He is literally traveling the world. I believe where he is right now, what is it? It's around 1.30 p.m. Eastern time where I'm recording, and it's probably about 5, 5.30 a.m., where he is. He got up super freaking early just for this podcast. Okay. So it's tomorrow where he is. So that's how crazy it is. Why does that matter? Getting him on this show has been a pursuit. Well, it matters for a couple things. One, I wanted to close the deal. I wanted him on my show for you. So I had to pursue him, right? And when I pursued him, I had to use a cadence of outreach, a, a frequency, because he, he wasn't responding on a regular basis because of his travel schedules. The reason he wasn't responding was half time he was in the air, he, he was asleep. Uh, I had to use phone. I had to use email. I had to use social like you wouldn't believe. You know, I had to use storytelling. I had to use guilt, a little bit of guilt. I had to say, my friend, you are now officially the last one in the recording session. Are you ever going to come? I had to reduce the friction by saying, instead of going this back and forth and saying, well, I'm a free next Tuesday or I'm free next Wednesday or at this time or this time, I just sent him a link and said, you pick a time. This is an access to my calendar. And I don't care if it's midnight my time. I will come into the studio. I will record with you. I want you. I, I don't want to be going to Outbound. And they're saying, yeah, we had everybody on except this one. I wanted them all. We got them here. That's an exciting point. But it was a cadence. And, and it really brought me back a little bit when I was actively selling all the time. And the one thing I struggled with, well, it's probably two things. I struggled with time management. 
you ask anybody I work with, I am so distracted by the shiny things. So time management, and we've talked about this before. We've had a podcast uh, specifically on time management, uh, blocking off your calendar. You cannot violate that. And that's because that's what I needed. So time management, I sucked that. And the other part I sucked that was, tr I mentioned cadence, the cadence of getting your guests on, cadence of pursuing the deal. I actually sucked at cadence. I sucked at mixing it up. I would just relentlessly use one channel. There was no rhyme or reason to the rhythm of what I would do. So imagine, you no, know, because life is so, life is so, you just never know what's going to happen tomorrow or the day after. So imagine in mid 2017, when a recruiter comes knocking on the door and he says, Daryl, I've got this sales engagement company who's got a killer platform around cadences and playbooks and sequences. And I'm like, bam, who says God doesn't have a sense of humor? Because if anybody needs to use this technology, it's me. And I know I need to use it. I understand the power is, I understand why you'd want to use it and maybe find I can use this technology in this case, vanilla soft to manage my own cadences of outreach. Can you guys relate to that? The whole cadence thing, the whole outreach, shiny objects, into time management. Uh, I am still not good at that. I tell people, I was on a call this morning with a, with a customer, not a sales prospect, a customer. And she was like, you said you were going to do this case study with me. And I never heard back from you. And I'm like, oh, my travel schedule. I'm sorry. I am. I talked a week ago with so-and-so internally about getting you written up and we're going to do it. And I said, you need to know I suck at this. So you have permission to chase me. Don't worry about offending me. She's like, okay, I'll do that. And I said, great. That's how bad I am at cadence. With that, it was high time we got a cadence rock star on here, which is kind of funny that we're at Vanilla Soft. So I did. And you know where I found him? I finally found him at home in Melbourne, Australia. Please welcome to the show, Luigi Prestonenzi, my good friend, Luigi. How are you, my friend? Daryl, thank you very much for having me on your show. And thank you for chasing me and putting me into your outreach cadence because I know I've been difficult to catch. Travel schedule has been hectic, so I'm super excited about coming on your podcast and talking all things sales and cadence. What I love about having guests like Luigi on, beyond the fact that he's at the Outbound Conference, he's a rock star. Quick question, have you presented there before? I've so I, I was a delegate and when as a participant last year, I flew, I did the whole, going from Australia to Atlanta is not a short trip. No. It's a probably a 20 odd hour exercise. And so I made that journey and it was the best sales conference I've ever been to. We were just all the sales professionals wanting to engage and absorb such incredible content, Anthony and co, because it was an exceptional experience. And so I'm really humbled that I'm able to share that experience with so many of the authors that are sitting behind me that I've learned so much from. So think about that folks. I'm going to set the stage here a little bit. So what he just said has a lot of context for you. Luigi is the host of the sales IQ podcast. All right. This is he lives and breathes it. He's the co-founder of sales IQ global. It's an e-learning and a sales enablement platform that is crazy. It incorporates methodologies and frameworks and tools and templates and content all designed to assist in effective sales and account management with the sole intent of improving your skills and your results and making you guys rock stars at what you do. So this is what he does. And this is why he's so in demand. It's all about sales enablement, sales consulting, sales training. I set the stage for that because what did he just tell you? He said he flew 20 plus hours to go be a student to learn from other people. So the best in the business never stop 
learning. They park their ego. They don't pretend to have all the answers. And even though the reason he's been hard to get a hold of is because he's been busy with customers and just, you know, the business is booming. He still needs time to go do this. And this is what you should be doing as well. So that's my little sidebar rant. Please go do that. In the meantime, if you're at a computer where you're listening to this, go to salesiqglobal.com, check out the company, download other content, resources, send him a personal contact us request on the forum. He said, Daryl says, hey, whatever you want to do, do that. <laughs> I want to come back to you, my friend. You're passionate about a couple of things. Now you're passionate about mindset and we've covered that a couple of times in the, in the last little while, yep. but you're also passionate about cadence. So why is this a passion for you? It's funny. When I first started my career, we were running cadence. I mean, we didn't have the, we didn't have the pleasure of social and, and a platform that gave you their name and number. And, and so you had to really call up. It was only a couple of ways, right? There was mail or door knocking or picking up the phone and saying, hey, I want to speak to the person responsible for X. We were all running it. Everybody, you know, cadence is not a new, it's not a new thing. It's for successful salespeople from the greatest man, Og Mandino, the greatest salesperson in the world. It's something that the high performers would always do. I suppose it's become a term that's quite known in the last couple of years. But why did I become passionate about it? I'll tell you why I became passionate about it. Because without having some form of cadence, your pipeline activity is not there. If you look at what makes a successful sales professional, it's not the closing component. It's not what they do at the end of the sales process. It's the open and it's the pipeline. And I, I will always come back to that. Successful sales professionals get two things right. It's the way they show up. It's their attitude. It's their mindset and it's their pipeline. It's the way they manage their pipeline. And the only way you can ensure that every month you don't just hit quota, but you exceed is by having enough pipeline activity. And that comes from running enough cadences and having the right sequence and having the right activity and having the right energy to ensure your pipeline is full. That was one of the first lessons I personally experienced and learned in selling was you would build up your activity, right? And you get the pipeline building up and now you're working the pipeline. And then all of a sudden you're busy trying to close business and you don't have time to go feed the pipeline. So for three months, you're busy as hell. You're, you're knocking it down. You're closing deals. Life is good. You're counting your money. And all of a sudden, one day you go to work and you realize my deals are done and I got nothing, which means I'm going to take another three months to build a pipeline. So I'm going to be living on craft dinner for three yep. months and ramen noodles <laughs> until I get back to that point. I learned the hard way that your cadence was essential if you wanted to make sure that you were always going to be able to feed yourself and hit your quotas and keep your job. Absolutely. What it really hit me hard in 2012, it was December uh, 2012. I had what I thought was a huge pipeline going into Christmas. I had insane deals closing, you know, they were closing. And then one by one, Daryl, they all said, we'll do it after Christmas, not the right time. Something else has become a priority. And then before I knew it, my pipeline just got dry and dry. And I went to Christmas, not meeting target, in a lot of trouble, thinking, holy crap, what am I going to do? And you know what I did for the first week of my Christmas holiday was jump on job boards looking for another job, <laughs> thinking maybe something's not for me, right? No. It wasn't until I made that decision coming back to work to say, no, what will happen if I change jobs? Well, if I don't change my mindset and my thinking about driving pipeline activity, I'm going to be in the same position in six months' time. Right, So I made that decision to be obsessed with filling my pipeline, being manic. And I use that word, be manic, have so much damn activity that it doesn't matter if somebody doesn't close today. And as you know, Tony Hughes talks about it, 
Opening is the new closing. So the more we open, the more we feed it, the more activity we do ensures that, you know, what we're never having to stress about that one deal. One of the things that jumps out at me is I find a lot of people want to do this, but when they go to start, they don't know where to start or they don't know how to do it or they're, or they're just kind of like paralysis by analysis. If I want to actually have an effective cadence so I can feed the pipeline and not have to surf the job boards where I'll just have to repeat the same mistake, where do I start? For any SDR, for any inside sales professional, it doesn't matter if you're new or you've been doing this for a number of years, the key to running any cadence is you've got to get the fundamentals right. You've got to know your ICP, your ideal customer you know, profile and your buyer persona. Now you might be going, Jesus, that's a lot of work. No, it's not. If we don't know our customers, if we don't know our prospects, what a day in the life of our prospect looks like and the buyer personas that we need to engage in that prospect, then how the hell are we able to serve up content that's going to compel them to take action and engage with us? The very first thing we need to do before we make any level of activity, we need to understand our buyer. Because if we don't understand our buyer, what we are doing, we're serving our own need, engaging with them because we want to fill our pipeline. It's not about us. It's about helping our customer achieve a better state. And if we don't understand what impacts them, what is preventing them, what industry issues that they have, then we are not delivering on what a sales professional is meant to do, which is help serve our customers achieve something better. So the very first thing we need to do, we need to really understand the, the ideal customer profile and the buyer personas within that profile. One of the things I tell every sales rep who will listen to me is I say, stop guessing at the buyer <laughs> persona and the buyer and the ICP, just, just stop it. And there's yeah. this really cool thing that they invented a couple of years ago. I think it's called a, f and you pick it up, <laughs> you can actually get a live connection with your existing customers <laughs> who like you. Yep. And you can say, help me understand your world and what you do and why you use us and all that wonderful stuff. And what did you do before? And what did you do now? Get in their heads and extract every morsel of information you can and make a habit of doing this. Like you could do like one a week, just one a week, bingo, 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 and circle back six months later to the guy you talked to six months ago and Absolutely. do it again if you want to, because you're going to get something new every single time. And that gives you a real understanding of your buyer, but also gives you stories to open the cadence with new prospects, which is what everybody loves, storytelling. Absolutely. I'm going to stop there for a second. I'm going to go and tease everybody to say when we come back luigi made a comment in the green room before we went live and it went along the lines of have the balls too i'm going to stop it there we're having a little fun with the commercial and when we come back you're going to say okay i went through a damn commercial have the balls to what prail so don't go anywhere we'll be right back crm was designed for managing relationships sales engagement is designed for starting them Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them. And they're only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is an engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. 
by ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds persistently and with the cadence that's optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. Everybody's like, they probably didn't hear the commercial at all because they just want to know, have the balls. Have the balls to what? So Luigi, I know my ICP. I know what buyer persona. Now I need to have the balls to pick up the phone. Okay, so why do you say that? Have the balls to? I mean, I know why I think you're saying it, but I want to hear from you why you describe it so beautifully, by the way. I love that statement. Why do you say that? Because I'm a guy in what I do, for those who don't know me, is I get in there, I'm in I'm in sales teams. I'm in, you know, if it's an insider, if it's an SDR, if it's a marketing response team, I'm there, I'm taking calls, I'm on the phone, right? The best way for me to learn how I can help sales professionals is do what they do, right? So, and one of the challenges I see is so many people create all this extra activity outside of picking up the damn phone. And I'm so passionate about it. It's saying, yes, you can warm them up on social. Everybody says, you know, you've got to use social to engage with your prospect and all that crap. But if you don't actually get them into a conversation, your ability to influence and take them into the pipeline is zero. And so we know that the phone cuts through. Now, there should not be a reason that you don't pick up the phone. We have, back in the day, we couldn't get cell phone numbers. It was very difficult. <laughs> we live in a world, right? We live in a world where we can actually get somebody's cell phone number online. We can get their cell phone number, their email address. So what is stopping us from engaging with them? The first thing I tell us is stop everything else. Stop emailing. Just pick up the phone. And if they don't answer, then send them something. And then do it again. And do it again. And do it again until you get a point of engagement. And people say, but I don't want to call them, you know, every day, or I don't want to send them a message every day because that's harassing them. And my response to that, Daryl, is how many notifications, how many emails do you get every single day? And is it because they're ignoring us or is it just because they're being saturated with so many different messages, they just don't see our communication? I mean, it happened between me and you. We're great mates. For everybody that doesn't know, Daryl's been on my podcast and um, and it didn't work well, so we have to do it again. But it was it was user stupidity error from my part. But Daryl, I'm a big fan of what Daryl's about. And it wasn't that I was ignoring him. It was that my LinkedIn messages are just insane. Life got busy. Got email. Yes. You know, you got what, you've got WhatsApp and then I've got a client that uses Slack and then I've got Teams and then I've got text message. You're blowing up with how much messages that are coming through. So this is the life same thing is impacting our prospects. If we do not have the courage to pick up the phone, then we shouldn't expect to have a healthy, robust pipeline. I love that you're saying that. And I love that the cadence conversation so far hasn't gone into, you know, what's the right playbook? Is it seven touches in seven days and how many channels? It's just what Luigi is saying is, is at its essence, using a Nike tagline, just do it. Just figure out your ICP and your and, and your persona. Just know you've got to hit them relentlessly. Just have the balls to pick up the phone. You also talked about the fact that maybe you weren't back in 2012, for example. Maybe you weren't holding yourself accountable. Yeah. I see so many people talk a good game, but allow themselves, like me, like me. Remember I said I had shiny object syndrome to get distracted. <laughs> How do we ensure that doesn't happen? 
I'm going to guess the answer is it's up to you to hold yourself accountable. You're a big boy. How do you do it? What do you tell your clients? When it comes to holding yourself accountable, you just got to get it done. You can, you can set KPIs, you can set performance metrics, but at the end of the day, if you don't want to get it done, you will never get it done. And one of the guys that I've been coaching for two years, and when I started coaching him, Daryl, he was on the brink of getting fired. And I'm going to send it. He's actually coming to Outbound, by the way. And he was on the brink of performance manage. And he said, oh, Luigi, I'm, I don't know what's happening. And I'm doing everything I need to. And I'm doing everything you tell me. And I looked at him straight in the eyes. And I said, okay, let's look at the data. And, and off we took the, you know, the information off the dialer. And, and what did we find? His talk time was non-existent. And his calls per day were basically not even half of what he was meant to be doing. So my question to him was, are you doing enough to get your pipe to a point of success? You can tell me what you want to hear, or you can actually look and make a decision that you're going to change. And you know what? He said, I'm going to make a decision to change. I'm not doing enough. Long behold, four months later, number one. He's number one in his team and absolutely smashing it. Not because of the skills that I helped him build, because he made the decision to do the activity. And so for me, it's saying, well, no one can make you do something if you don't want to do it. So you have to make the decision to get the job done. Okay, so you're right. And let me explain for the audience what I've done in those situations, because I know me. Part of, of holding yep. yourself accountable, this is a big part of, I think, me personally, and it probably makes sense because I got a feeling it ties back to Luigi's passion for mindset. I'm self-aware mm -hmm. of my weaknesses. When I've had to do stuff like this, I get myself an accountability partner. Somebody who's actually yes. going to check yeah. in on me, not unlike <laughs> Luigi's doing for his client. A coach does this, but it could be a colleague. It could be your spouse. I don't give a shit who it is. Find yourself an accountability partner who will hold you accountable, not judge you, but ask those hard questions. And it's a safe environment. And by the way, usually it's reciprocal. You, you are also holding them accountable. Yep. That's what makes it work. So that's one thing. Now, I've said multiple times, I have shiny object syndrome. I'm not alone though. So for that rep who gets distracted, I mean, accountability is one thing. Yeah. I get it. But how do we stop from being distracted? What, what have you seen work? It might sound very basic, right? But turn the freaking notifications off on your phone. I don't have notifications on my phone because I'm like you, man. I'm, I'm like, you know, semi-AD, bloody D. If something comes up, I'm, I'm looking, right? So turn the notifications off on your phone. Turn the notifications off on your laptop, right? Make sure your time block. So put things into your calendar. So if you actually need to make, Jeb Plant says, you know, block an hour a day. If you have to do that, put it into your calendar. Plan it like you are seeing a customer. Plan your day like a professional does. At key times when you'll respond to email, get in early. In order to get the best outcome is you've got to plan for it. Turn notifications off. Customer that I'm working with, and he's got a sign on the back of his chair that says, leave me, I'm dialing, right? Too busy, I'm dialing. And people know not to talk to him during that time because he's really focused. Okay, so there are little hacks that you can implement that's going to help you, you know, stay focused. I talked already about time blocking and it really was for me, a lot of what Luigi just said, when I closed everything else, I put my phone and my tablet and my watch on do not disturb. <laughs> so I didn't have any notifications. And by the way, here's the beauty. Like on your phone, my phone, if my wife calls, it will go past, it'll ignore the do not disturb the way it's set up because she's a, she's a priority and I'll get that call. I'm not abandoning the important people in my life. Mm -hmm but I'm getting rid of the noise. I shut the door. I do everything I need to do. I have the right environment. I just 
get it done because if i have notifications like i'm obsessed i'm obsessed with inbox zero so an email comes in i gotta do it because it's there now and i'm obsessed with social media because i do so much of my interactions that way so someone comments on something i'm tagged in well i gotta go check it out because what if they're trash talking me and i gotta give them what for by turning that all off you just get shit done and what's beautiful about that is that when you're done getting shit done and you feel good because you held yourself accountable, it's still there for you to catch up on. The emails you can now do, the social you can, you can now do. Go to the water cooler, talk to the guys. Whatever you want to do, I don't care. You have one more thing you said in the green room that I want to give you a chance to close the show out. Your final 30 seconds. Yep. You use the terms, be obsessed. What does that mean? Look, being obsessed, it's about just like an elite athlete, it's something that you do every single day. And it's about looking, you know, you've got to continue to drive your cadence every day because what's incredibly awesome about running cadences is you're sending different messages across different channels and you can actually have a look. And, and this is what I love about John Barrows and he's coming up on your webinar, Daryl, the famous JB, is he talks, if he could go back in time, he would test he would look at the different messages and look at, you know, continue to test and review and see what's working. That's why you've got to be relentlessly focused. You've got to be obsessed. You've got to take the opportunity to execute and review. Because if you do that, and it's a task that you do every single day, you'll never have to worry about pipeline fatigue or having an anorexic pipeline or what I call pipeline-itis. Yeah. Pipeline-itis, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Pipeline-itis. <laughs> As for Jay Barrows, Mr. John Barrows, I was just with him two days ago at a workshop he and I were at together yep. upon sharing the stage, and we got talking about cadences. And one of the things that I brought up, which because I'm surprised he didn't bring it up first, was testing. As soon as I brought it up, he was like, oh, yeah, I got, yeah you got to test. You gotta, <laughs> continually, like he was all over testing, so you're 100% right. John is a rock star. Okay, we're out of time. Now's the right time to say if they want to learn anything more about you and follow you and all that cool stuff, what's the best way? Please. Come and subscribe to my podcast, Sales IQ Podcast. We have some insane guests, including Daryl coming up. We also have the famous Seth Godin coming up. And, you know, I flew 26 hours to go and interview Seth. It's a long journey to go and see him in New York. So Sales IQ Podcast, which is on salesiqglobal.com. Um, also, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I, I love LinkedIn. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, hit me up. Tell me what you love about Daryl. Tell me what you hate about Daryl. And I won't tell him. <laughs> It'll just be between me and you. So that's where you can find me, Daryl. And be obsessed when you tell him what you hate about me. Be relentless <laughs> and just don't, it'll have the balls to say it. So there we go. <laughs> With that, we're done, folks. Another week has gone by. I hope you've had fun today listening to the Inside Inside Sales Show. I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. Sponsored by VanillaSoft.